bee update, they added bees to Minecraft. Did they? They did. Don't they know that bees killed Whitney Houston? They did. No, Amy Winehouse. It was Amy Winehouse. I get those two mixed up. You know what's really good is honey wine. I don't think I've ever had honey wine. Is that called like mead? Yes. I've never had it. I went to this Viking mead hall and drank some some mead, and there was a there was a a live band playing folk songs. That sounds fun. Um, it was so good. I got this uh, apple raspberry mead, and it was just it it was funny. It's like too sweet for everyone else, but it just like it made me so happy. Nice. This is Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron Ooh, and Chad. Hi, everybody. Hey. Are you Today having a... I shit a moat. You having a good day, Chad? No. It's awful. Got you food poisoning. I woke up at 2.40 in the morning because I had to poop real bad. Ooh. And then I stayed up till 6 because I couldn't stop pooping. <laughs> and uh, I ended up calling in sick to work. Did you sing that song? No, I didn't sing any songs. Why not? As it didn't seem like a very sing-songy kind of day. You should sing more songs and brighten your day. I I needed to sleep today. I I spent most of my day hunting for naps, and I was un. It didn't it didn't work super well because of everything. Oh my god, it's a fucking shit show. But um, so it's like three in the morning, and I'm I'm like I can't go back to sleep, but I don't know what to do. So I grabbed Harry Potter, so I'm reading Harry Potter at 3 in the morning, and then when I got done with that for a bit, because I was bored, I decided to watch, like, MLP. I guess I was like, I was in a minute for the long haul, I gotta be up till 5 to text my boss that I'm not coming in. And it was kind of weird just being like, I guess I'm starting my day at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. That's fucked up. And then, I wanted to nap, but where I live, there's a, a, a garage right next door that's rented to someone else, and it's full of just dumb shit, and they decided today was the day they were going to move most of it out and be really loud and it was going to take all day. And I was like, but I want to sleep today. Why are you doing this? This is horrible. So that was the other thing that happened. Then the third thing that happened is I decided, I was like, I'm really tired. But I'm going to go for a walk so I want to get out of here. And I'm walking and then this lady, I don't know, starts calling after me and saying, hey, Jason, Jason, wait up. And so I stopped and I'm like, okay, she's got the wrong person, but she's clearly wants to talk to me and I would be rude to ignore her. Well, it turns out that she is stoned out of her goddamn mind, thinks I'm her social worker, and that she's telling me that she's not going to court tomorrow. Uh, And it was the most awkward conversation ever, because she kept following me. She's like, so what are you doing? I was like, I'm just just going for a walk. And it would be like a four-second pause, and like, ah, yeah, going for a walk. I was like, wow. I I kept asking her, like, are you okay? Because I don't think she was. But she's like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Not going to court tomorrow. My husband's an asshole. He's not going to court either. And eventually we kept walking and I was like, okay, I can't lead her back to my house. And I, I, I walked by a, a person having a yard sale and she's like, let's go check out the yard sale. So she walks into the, like the garage and just like finds a random person and hugs him and then tells him that she's not going to court tomorrow. And I was like, she seems distracted enough. So I fucking booked it out of there <laughs> and then ran home. But I made a serpentine pattern in case she was following me. You there? Bees! You should do the Benny Hill theme song while I'm telling that story. <laughs> that would actually be funny. <laughs> because it felt like 
It's just like, of all the days for everything fucking stupid to happen, today it evidently decided to be the one where I was really sleep deprived and like every hour needed to just shit a moat. It's gonna, it's gonna be that one. Yeah, that's how it works. I, I feel kind of bad that I left her to a stranger, but I feel like I'm just paying it forward. And then well, that stranger I mean, will leave her to a stranger. It's not your, not your issue, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like, do you call the cops? And it's like, well, she's already clearly in trouble. I don't want to, like, get the police involved just because she's stoned. But she's, like, really, really high on something. And I don't know if she's a danger to anybody. She didn't seem like it. But, you know, she could wander out in traffic or something. Yeah, she was definitely a bit off her rocker. But then it's like, I don't know. She's pretty much unable to have a conversation with me. Not that I really wanted to have one with her because I wanted her to go away. Which is what I want most strangers to do, if I'm being honest. Are you a people person? No. I didn't think so. I It sucks. I give up on humanity. Yeah. Me too. It sucks because you have to live and work and reside within humanity, right? Like, I gotta go to work and deal with people. Well, the people at work are usually okay. But then you gotta call people, and sometimes those are dipshits. Or just go live in a lighthouse. I could, go, I could live in a lighthouse. I think I'd be okay at that. Or that, like... You know, in the, the Shining, where he, he's living at the Overlook Hotel. They gotta take care of the hotel over the winter. Like, I think I could do that. Just not be around people for a while. And also never finish your book you're supposed to be writing. Yeah, go crazy, kill my family. With an a- no, with a rope mallet. I don't, I don't, I don't like the movie. The book's the, the, the better version. In that version, he used a rope mallet. I mean, the, the movie's not really about the book, though. It's, no. it's kind of its own movie. The movie is a very different version of of the plot. It, I, mean, I don't it's a like different, it. It's a different plot. Kinda, yeah. I can't really remember the plot because because Jack is crazy from the first scene he's on in there, and so it's just like, oh, we're stuck in a hotel with a crazy person, versus the book where it's like we're stuck in a hotel with a person that isn't crazy but has the per- ability to become crazy because he's a flawed individual. And the, the overlook is evil. And I was like, oh, there's build-up there. There's tension. Like, I feel like that's it's not it's better. Have, have we talked about this before? I'm not sure. I mean, the, what I like with the movie is the visual stuff that you can't convey in the book. Yeah, there's some good it, visuals in the. What the book does is it's a good book, and what the movie does is it's a good movie. And they that's both fair. use the medium that they're set in to their fullest. And I don't think you can compare the two because it's uh like it's easier to compare the like Jurassic Park book to the Jurassic Park movie because it's kind of like there's a sequence of events and they're they're um explainable sure. and with something like The Shining there's a lot more tension and subtlety in more than just spoken word. Yeah. Oh, because you got uh who directed that um oh I can't remember. Uh, Ryan Johnson. No, he ruins everything. I don't know. Uh-huh. Has he? Has he? He's made a good movie, right? Yeah, I don't know what all he's made. He did Star Wars, right? Oh God, there are bees in Minecraft. Um, director. All right, I'm like ten minutes behind. What the? F- Looper. That's what he made. Oh, Looper was a good movie. Yeah. Why can I? Oh my, Jean Luc's probably having a. F- fucking freak out if he's listening. Oh, Stanley goddamn Kubrick. How could I forget that? Jesus Christ. I really liked A Clockwork Orange. He did a good job with that one. 
That was a fun fucked up movie. Actually, you know what? I haven't seen that one. That's still oh, on my to-do I, list, too. Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's um, it's not like a laugh-out-loud movie. There's some funny bits in it, though. But it's a it's smart a, movie, right? Yeah, it's I've, uncomfortable. I don't I've, know. I've been a... told that I would enjoy it and I, from people that I think understand me. Mm-hmm. I think you'd appreciate it. It has a very good, like... The, like, the main character, the protagonist, is like a villain, but he becomes very sympathetic. And I always kind of like it when... Uh, media are able to do that properly and not like in a you should uh, believe his ideals because no his ideals are bad but it just in terms of like the society he's in is almost as bad as he is and because we're seeing it through his lens we get to sympathize with him as they like brainwash him into not basically being a sociopath and it's just like you know do the does the 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 means outweigh the Whatever that phrase is, I can't. I can't talk today. That's why I'm doing a podcast. But you, you probably know what I'm saying. I believe I do, and I do want to see it sincerely. Do you have like a list of movies you're like? I need to see these yet. Not, not an actual list that I can refer to. It's more like someone will mention something, and I go, "Oh, I have to see that one." Yeah. I know there's multiple ones, and I'm in a couple movie discords where it's like, "Hey, I'm gonna stream this movie." And it's like, oh, okay, and I jump in there, and I go, I hate you people, and I leave. <laughs> That's one way to watch a movie, or not watch a movie. Do you like that movie where Nicolas Cage was all like, not the bees! Ah! See, I've never seen that one. <clears throat> oh, no! The bees! Because I really like Nicolas Cage. I think Nicolas Cage is, uh, he's such a weird guy that he's he he reminds me of what hollywood used to be where there were like characters yeah there were personalities now it's like there's a lot of john everyman's you know mm-hmm. so nick nick cage kind of reminds me he's like oh wait you can actually recognize him well even just the way he looks right because he's not like traditionally pretty like a lot of actors are yeah he's... i got i have a nicholas cage pillow that helps me sleep at night that's a little weird i love it's not gonna um lie. it's sequined so you can like rub it the one way, and there's no picture. But if you oh, run, really? your, yeah, if you run your hand down, then Nicolas Cage's face is there. And so <laughs> what I did, a... I guess, it's like, oh look, mom, I got this red pillow for for Christmas time, and I gave it to her, and she's like, oh, it's the kind where you can draw on it. And with like instinctively, she has this red pillow, and she takes her finger to it, and she tries to make a smiley face, and so she puts her finger on there and tries to make an eye, and makes another eye, and there's these two bright blue eyes staring back at her and she got scared and was like what is this <laughs> and i had to like wipe my hand down and it was nick cage smiling at her and she's like oh it's just nicholas cage and then we put it under the christmas tree nice i wonder what it's like in the day of the life of nicholas cage like what does he think about what does he do he goes i wish i didn't have to sell my superman number one comic oh did he have to do that yes that's too bad he has to sell a lot of his things he made some Financially questionable decisions. Uh, you know, he did and he didn't. Mostly he did, but I, 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 like I wanted to sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's given the world a lot of weird Nicolas Cage movies, though, and I, I think as a society, as a people, we are better for that. Well, see, that's the thing. Because he needs money, he works a lot. Yeah. But as a result, 
he's known as the guy that puts out a lot of movies and there's like a fan base that actually appreciates it. It's not just like this desperate actor that needs money. It's like, Oh yeah, I love Nick Cage movies because there's good ones. And then there's less good ones Mm -hmm. because he'll take everything, but he does have good ones. I love, um, there's a movie podcast I listen to and there's so many Nicholas Cage movies that they'll do. Um, they do two movies a year in December and they call it cage miss. And it's like every year I look forward to Cagemas because they're going to do a Nicolas Cage movie or two. And yeah. You know, the Ghost Rider movies are really fun. I really like, like the... that second one. I feel like it's underrated. Yeah. Hey, my brother, I remember rewatching that and I was like, that movie's dreadful. My brother's like, no, it wasn't. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, the, the cinematography in that movie is actually really interesting. Like, the, the guy that directed that clearly gave a shit, and he was like, I want to make this visually interesting, I want to set up interesting shots, I want to do what I can with this script, because I don't think the script's very good. And I think he, he, you're right, like, it is kind of underrated, Is it's a weird, weird film, but it's got, a, like, a lot of personality, and Nicolas Cage really sells that role, even though it's a stupid role, but he he, he comes swinging his fists, you know, he he, he gives it, gives it the, the it's due uh, diligence or whatever you want to fucking call it. I gotta stop trying for three dollar words tonight. So yeah, I like Nicolas Cage. He's like, yay! Have you seen the movie Joe? No. So that's a, that's like a, a smaller Nick Cage movie where he just like he's some kind of like hired farmer on like a plantation. There, I think they're killing trees so they can cut them down. And he he's like an alcoholic, and he ends up finding this like sixteen year old kid and kind of becoming a father figure. And it's just like this really low key, um, very moving, very personal movie. And his performance in it is really, really good. And it's sort of just like this is the one of the Nick Cage movies that I've seen. I don't think anybody else has really seen. And if you like him, it's one to it's one to check out. He wants to be Superman so bad, and I feel he bad. To be, play Superman in the Batman Lego Man thing, right? Um, yes. Batman. yes, that's true. So that's pretty close. It's pretty close. Have you seen that picture where they take they take Ross from Friends and then you Photoshop Nicholas's cage on to Ross and he looks more like Ross? Uh, yes. Yes, I have seen that. It is fucking creepy. I can't understand what's going on. <laughs> it is. It is unpleasant. It's unpleasant. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> The internet's good at unpleasant. I feel like it, it was made for that. Talk about Nicolas Cage and share unpleasant things. Um, so I want to talk about uh, the big Star Trek Online news. Okay. So you know how like in, in Warcraft there's the factions, there's like Alliance and then there's Horde? Yep. So in Star Trek there's the Federation and there's the Klingon Empire. Okay. Now it was like that for a few years, but then they added the Romulan Empire. So it's like a third faction. Okay. They're now changing it because I guess um the the implication was when they added the Romulan Empire that would be like a full-fledged like faction with story and stuff. It kind of like tapers off and it's not important anymore. Oh. And now there's like five factions in the game. Sure. And so now they're changing it where the other factions can just use Romulan ships. Oh, and that's like the last nail in the coffin that's like, yep, we're never going to get that Romulan content we were kind of promised. Yeah, I suppose that does mean that, doesn't it? A little bit. Um, Like the plus side is we get more ships because I don't want to level like another guy. Sure. So it's like, okay, now I can have a pretty green ship because I think the ships are cool. But 
it's also kind of weird because it's like, does any of this matter? Like, they're so the Romulans especially are so um, uh, what's the what's that word where they um they don't share technology? Oh, yeah, there's a word um, for that, isn't they're, there? They're very isolationist. Okay. Um, they're also like notorious bad guys. Like they're worse than the Klingons. Um, they're like the dark elves. They're literally Vulcans. Oh, okay. They're they're Vulcans that chose to be emotional. And they splintered off, and they live on a different planet because they're tired of Vulcan. Sure. And they just evolved to be evil Vulcans. I feel so, like that doesn't feel like a Star Trek thing to do. I feel like there's a little more subtlety to Star Trek than just like, oh, we have Vulcans, and now we have evil Vulcans. Oops. Um. So they put out like a, a the, this. There's this update. Completely just next week, everyone can play Romulan ships. I was like, what, why? And you read the blog post, and it's like, uh, Romulans are are now cooperating in this new era of cooperation in the galaxy, so everyone can have a Romulan ship now. And it's like, don't even pretend that there's lore behind this. Just admit that you're, <laughs> you're, you're unlocking yeah. it in the game. Like, I, that was more insulting than anything. I always wanted in World of Warcraft if they did, like, a new faction of, like, demons. Because, and you're just, like, working for Sargeras and stuff. I think that'd be really fucking cool. To me, it'd be like, oh, if they made that, and then we're just like, actually, never mind. Everyone can be a demon now. The demons are the horde and the alliance. And it's like, this is how any of this works. That's well, see, somebody that's ridiculous. Um, somebody wrote up a thing saying how like there should be a horde that's like the original horde races, but have like the undead splinter off, and there's like demons and Naga. Oh, that'd be cool. And the demon hunters, and like have that as like the the dark. Like the shadow faction, and then there's the horde that's just like the beast races, and then the alliance. Yeah, that would be. I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like having like playable Naga and playable demons would be neat, but I don't know how you would make it make sense. Why? I mean, just like lore wise, like no one, no one's gonna team up with the fucking demons, so they'd have to be their own faction. Well, yeah, but Sarganus is like sealed away now. Oh. So they don't follow him anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. That's lame. He was a god. Yeah. That was... He, I mean, I showed you that video where he, like, stabs the planet before being sealed yeah, away, right? giant sword. He yeah. fucks it all up. So now all the demons are free from his reign, as it were. You know, there's something interesting about that, because it's just like, oh, we can do what we want, and it's just like demons, like, farming the land, and, you know, uh, the horse-drawn carriages with their little demon crops going well, into town. Yeah, so you know what's funny is uh, in Warcraft there's like a model viewer that you can download where it, it rips the 3D models from the game and you can just play with it. Okay. And so I, I pulled Naga and the bone structure that the Naga use is very similar to like every other character. So you can actually dress them up in player armor. Oh, really? Yeah, and so I, I made a Naga character with like custom hair and I picked this face and then like I dressed her up like a farmer, where she had a pitchfork and, like, overalls that, like, draped over her tail. Sure. And it was actually really funny looking, but the more I thought about it, it's like, I would play this character. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't see the problem. Yeah, for sure. And you look at, like, these, these things you always fight, like, and they have, a, they have to have a society of some kind of function, because they have, like, houses and shit. Which means, like, not all the Naga are evil. Some of them are just, like, farmers or blacksmiths or whatever. You're going down there to do a quest, and you're just killing all of them. And it's like, maybe maybe don't be a dick. And I know the the Drizzt books, the Ari Salvador ones for, for Dungeons & Dragons, like, as they go on, like, like, the orcs 
get together and basically form a society in like a city. And everyone has to like real deal with that because like these orcs aren't attacking anybody, but they want to like open trade routes and stuff because they have their own blacksmiths and they they need stuff for the city to function and they have things that they can offer. And it's just like, holy shit, this is crazy. And we're kind of dealing with almost like racism against orcs in a, in a book that probably isn't well written enough to deal with that, but at least it's trying. Like, I really appreciated that when, when he did that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, stuff like that can be very interesting. I so one thing that I like about Warcraft, I think we've said this before, but there's like there's a reason they're fighting, but at the same time you can play on either side and it's kind of like they just have their way of life, you know, they're just looking for their land to be on. Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting how I I feel like the theme is that war is bad and it begets death. Mm. But you don't want that to stop because then there's nothing left to tell story-wise. Yeah. So that's why I've been enjoying how this expansion's about this unnecessary war but all the feedback and complaints is this war is unnecessary and it's like yeah you've been playing this game for 15 years you know what you should do is go on your greg the game wizard and make a make a video about why world warcraft is actually about the israel palestine conflict and well force the argument no matter how hard it is because i think that'd be really funny and people will get mad i so it's very funny to me that you kind of mentioned that because I'm gonna, I'm working on a video to talk about the Star Trek faction thing, okay. And I want to bait it like I'm talking about Warcraft Classic with like oh, sure. a, a Warcraft thumbnail and an orc, and it'll be like the end of the faction war. And then it's really I'm talking about Star Trek. But at That's some cool. point, good too. I wanted to make a joke about how New Romulus is basically Israel, <laughs> and Cryptarch is choosing to not acknowledge it as a state. <laughs> And I'm, I was on the fence if I should bother with that joke or not. And so the fact yes. that you brought that up is kind of like, well, hmm. What have hmm. you got to lose, Cameron? Uh, my eyes. But no one's going to take your eyes for this. You don't live in Israel or Palestine. But they know where I live. They don't, though. Yes, I'm on the internet all the time. I know, but like, I feel like they don't know where you live. They just know you probably live in the United States. Did you listen to that Jenny Nicholson video where she was writing, like, a Star Wars fan book? No, but I know I should. I did listen to that Hot Diggity Demon one about Sonic, though. That was a good one. Why you should date him. That was really good. Yeah. That was fun. Um, Jenny had this... She basically did, like, an expanded universe-style story where she just kind of, like, roughly ran through the outline. Okay. But, the <laughs> like, her her twist halfway through is that... Like, it's about this, like, kind of average nobody guy who's not the chosen one or anything. But then a bounty hunter shows up while he's, like, doing his groceries and is like, hey, I have to arrest you. You have a bounty for you. And he's like, what? I didn't do anything. I'm nobody. And it's like, oh, you can't trick me. And then it turns out that the bounty hunter is just, like, racist and all humans look the same to her. That's really funny. And then it's like, and the other aliens have trouble telling each other apart. But then there's a part later where he can't tell other two aliens apart, and so then he feels bad. But he's like, "Wait, wait, no! Like, you know, we don't have time for this." And they move on. And it's like, <laughs> it's a very funny bit, but it's also like, I really want to see this more. Yeah. Like, you, there's a great joke in Warcraft actually, where uh, you go to that pirate land. There's like a big pirate city. Okay. Um, there's a quest chain where you're trying to sneak in with the bad pirates and like find out a secret or something. And Is this so, in Warcraft or Guild Wars? Warcraft. Because I remember there was a thing like this in Guild Wars too. 
Well, the the thing is, you're trying to win over the bad guy pirates, and so they give okay. you a, a test of loyalty, and they say, go to Booty Bay and kill this pirate and bring back his head. So you go back and report to that guy, and and you're like, hey, they, they want your head, and he's a tauren, and he's like, well, I noticed a lot of people can't tell tauren apart, so why don't you go kill a cow and then just put my hat on the cow? <laughs> and so you literally, you go find a cow, and you like you pet it a little bit and cut its head off and then put a pirate hat on it. And you go back and say, hey, I killed the pirate captain. And they're like, wow, you did it. Here's all our treasure. Nice. And it's a funny joke that the Torn kind of acknowledges that it's like, yeah, no one can tell Torn apart because we all look like cows to them. You know, I bet some people were mad about that quest because they didn't want to kill a cow, but they had been totally fine with killing a Torn. So that's what's funny. When you have to kill the cow, you walk up to it and it's like an NPC you can talk to. And so you click on it, and it's like it just says the cow moves, and your dialogue choices are kill it or pet it gently. And so you can pet it gently, and it's like, and it moves again. So you can kill it, or you can promise that everything's going to be okay. And there's like five layers to this. Where you, <laughs> like, if you're feeling like really bad about it, you can keep like putting off the killing. That's funny. I wish because uh, there wasn't a lot of that stuff in really early World of Warcraft. Like, I feel like they've really. Just talking to you, they've added a lot of personality and depth to some of the quests. It's not kill five boars anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I do miss, I, I feel like I'm missing out, but not enough to play. So Classic they, came out and everyone's talking about it. Yeah, Classic, it. we gotta talk about that. Um, Are you remotely interested in that? Or are no. you just like thinking about it? I don't mind thinking about it, just because like, obviously it tickles some nostalgia for me, but I also, I remember the things that were a pain in the ass that they ended up making easier, like Summoning stones, or summoning stones. So there's been, like, it's been three days now. I've already heard people going, like, yeah, you know, I'm, it, it is pretty slow. I don't know how long I'm going to actually do this. Yeah, I kind yeah, of, I, I miss my mounts. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because you can't get a mount to level 40 now, and it costs, like, a couple hundred gold. It's not just, like, a four gold thing that you get at level 30. Well, okay, no, uh, no, 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 no. Here's a better part. Now... You get a mount at level one. Really? There's a level one mount that you just start with when you make a new character. Why? And it's it, you know let me bring up a picture of it. You know How that motorcycle. It, it uh, yeah. as fast as a level forty mount. That's fucked up. You know how much um, work I had to put in to get a level forty mount. A lot. It, it was like an event, man. Like that was a thing that you that was that was a you hit level forty and it was like like when Harry Potter's got to learn how to apparate and he has to go to classes. And it's like this thing, and everyone's excited. Like, oh, you're level 40, you get to grind for your mount now. And I'm like, yeah, I want to ride real fast, it's going to be cool. So now at level 1, you get a chauffeur, where it's a little motorcycle, and you jump in the bitch, se- the bitch seat there on the side. And then you drive it around? Yeah. I feel like that raises way more questions than it answers. Yeah. Why is the chauffeur dressed like James Bond? Because he's a chauffeur. That's stupid. Everything about that image is hurtful. So... Is this really real? Yes, this is the level oh one. This is the level one Warcraft experience. So people going from this to classic, it's like wow, it's like how it used to be, and that novelty is wearing off pretty fast for some people. I kind of had a an inkling that it would. Yeah, a lot of people are having fun, and that's good. It just there's a lot of people acting like classic was better, and then they're like they're in there for two days, and it's like yeah, it's it's really great. I'd be interested to see what the economies look like with everything starting over. Because, like, stuff like copper ore is going to be worth a lot now. Or maybe, you know, the, the not having, like, everyone has a level 120 ult that they can have a million gold that they can buy whatever. 
So things are are going to be worth different amounts. Like even just like green gear that has halfway decent stats might actually be worth some money instead of just disenchant uh, fodder. So like, because I was I really like playing the auction house when I was playing. Well, World also Warcraft. you actually need money. Like like you said, mounts are expensive. Right. The way it is now, like you can get dirt cheap stuff, so it the game is serviceable without having a lot of gold. Um, like I mean, even <laughs> something some people forgot about. You had to like buy new spells as you level up. Right, yeah, they took, so, they took that away. Yeah, with that gone, it's like there used to be parts where you'd hit level 30 and you get that new fireball spell, and you do not have enough money to learn it. Yep, I you was know? there once, and I was like, oh my god, I can't get Starfire rank 12. I really want it. Right. <laughs> I have so, to go kill some boars. It's it kind of... I like that they offer this, but I think there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of things about it that there's a reason they changed. Yeah. Um, But whatever. I, I just World of Warcraft. When you level up, it used to feel really special, and I feel like they, the longer the game's gone on, they've taken that away. I don't know why they still add levels, though. Like, that why do they? Why do they keep raising the level cap? So, in this current expansion, you literally don't get anything for leveling up at all. There's no new spells. That's pretty lame. It, and it's also um, the zones in the new like region. They scale to your level. So it's not even like you have to get to level 116 to unlock the new zone. It's like you can just go there whenever. Sure. And I'm not sure what the point is. Like, why have levels at that point? Yeah. There's no... They don't have a talent tree anymore. Yeah, they took it away and it's some weird swirly thing. And you just, like, pick whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, it's... That's um, stupid. It's fine. It's not how I like to do stuff. I guess... The problem with the talent trees is there's someone smarter than you that figures out the optimal way to do it, and then you just copy him. You well, go on wowhead.com. And... I like when there's more than one approach to things. Yes. So I like the idea of like building an agility warrior or a strength warrior. Yeah. You know. So I I want that factor to be there. Um. One, that's one thing that I really don't like in Final Fantasy is everything is very rigid and linear. Where there's, like, one correct way to play a character. Um, like, right now I'm playing Monk. And Monk is, like, just put all your stats into critical hit. That's the only stat that matters for Monk. Sure. And it's like, okay. And then do it this specific way. There's this set rotation. It's not even, like, a rotation someone fan theoried. It's practically, like, presented on the website. It's, this is what your rotation is. And it's That's like, pretty okay. lame. It It's not the same as what I like about WoW. Yeah. But but also, there's always a discovery to WoW that was fun. Yeah, and you know, that's another thing. Some of the people talking about Classic are all like, they're remembering when it was fun to discover these things. Now, like, everything's still been solved. Like, <laughs> there are, there was a guide I read, like, it, this went up like a month ago, about when you start WoW Classic, here's the right spec to do, and here's how you should do your talent tree, and like, here's everything to make sure it's as smooth as possible. And it's like, yeah, if you want to be optimal about it, but... It's kind of weird to just kind of pretend that it's already done. Like, yeah. Don't you want to play the game at some point and just have well, fun with it? you've gone through Baron so many times. You're just going through it again, but now it's going to be slower than the last time you went through it. And I feel like the charms wore off a long time ago. I also noticed on Twitter they've been advertising it a lot. And a lot of the promo material, they're using the current models that look better. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's like... Yeah, I I have a feeling you could record the regular models if you wanted to. I think this is intentional. Yeah. 
Here's a question. So are druids shit now again? And like paladins? Where Like in, in current? In classic. I don't know anything about classic. I think um, my understanding is that paladins are pretty good in classic. Um, I, I always think... feel like that they were basically, for in-game stuff, you, you brought a paladin to heal... Or if you're a dick, you brought one to buff the team and then leave the raid. You brought in a priest. Yeah, I think um, I think druids are viable healers. I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think Moonkin was viable until, uh, until Burning Crusade, and even then, it was a little questionable for for some of that. And then Druid Feral was always the the level spec, but it wasn't. Uh, I don't really think you were like a viable in-game tank until. Uh, Burning Crusade. There's a point, I don't think it's this current patch that they're running with, but there was a point in WoW history where hunter damage was more effective to just rely on auto shot and not touch anything else. That sounds familiar. And it's like, there's there's a reason they change things and try to make it more engaging. Yeah. And I think people like to pretend that there should be some sort of like archival library thing to to forever cherish these moments where the game didn't work right yeah but it's like yeah do you really want to log in and do this every day for a week i feel like if they were going to do wow classic they almost have to like approach it from how people think it was and how they remember it was and not how it actually was so you keep some of the quality of life stuff you keep some of the speed you keep some of the 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 player balance so they can Play the characters they like and don't have to worry about if they're, oh, this character sucks now because this and this and this buff never happened, so his damage is really bad. So, you know what I like about MMOs? Like, the appealing part of MMOs is the idea that the world's alive and can change. Yeah, that too. Because right now, I can go play Ocarina of Time Classic whenever I want. That's how Mm -hmm. every single video game is. What makes Warcraft special is that things can happen, like, one day... Deathwing woke up and tore the planet in half and destroyed half the whole barrens and this happened and that happened. It's like, whoa, the world's never going to be the same again. And one day, the the Lich King invaded and there were zombies everywhere and oh man, you're, you're so lucky you survived that because everyone else died and it was very dramatic. Stuff like that is a lot more fun when it happens, not as a constant where you can just boot up that level at any time. Yeah. And it helps, too, that you're, like, invested in your character, and so, like, the world changes, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my character has to help solve this problem. I get to go enlist in the army to fight the zombies that the Lich King brought forth. And that feels really cool, because it's, like, you're not, it's not just changing around you, but you're a part of the change, and as you level up, you are fixing the change, it, it, you know, to the extent that Blizzard will let you. Uh... Dude, you ever... There was that uh, that book you were gonna get right where like there was a design guy who talked about working on classic World of Warcraft. And... Yeah. Did you ever get that? Yeah, I love that book. I bet that's a really great read. It it really is. Um, do you know anything about it? I remember reading a passage out of it that I think he de- designed Skullments. Yes. One of the old. That was and a it fun was read. Just, like, yeah, it was just a fucking mess because there was way too many guys and it took like six hours to clear. Yeah. Um, so this guy, the the one writing it, what he used to do was he would mod, uh, like, Doom and Quake levels. And that's how he got the job working at Blizzard for this new 3D game, because they needed help making 3D levels. Okay, yeah. So he, he was, uh, he wasn't a professional in the field, 
and who's also only used to working with systems where here's a released product and then this guy can like build levels and tack them on. Oh, so sure. they showed him like, you know, he's all excited to work for a real game. Like, oh, wow. It's a real company. Look at this and look at that. And then they finally showed him like the alpha, the early, early alpha running of Warcraft. And it was a, like a flat field with nothing in it. And the texture was like, there was a green ground texture, but it didn't look like grass. And there was like a wall and there was a tree, but the character could only run forward and he would clip through the tree. And the, <laughs> the guy showing him this was so excited because he got it running. And there was this showing guy's that, used to games that run perfectly that he can play with. That also look like games. Like this yeah. was this was his first realization that it's like, oh, this is part of the process. And it's very interesting hearing his take because he he has so many interesting stories of kind of being on the outside looking in while he's actually on the inside. Sure. Because it wasn't like he's he's one of the early guys that worked on Warcraft 1 and he's seen all the, you know, progress they've made. This is kind of like this expectation that, like, oh, wow, you just, like, make a 3D world and put your characters in it and run around and that's how games are made. And it's kind of reintroduction to, no, no, there's a ground zero first. Yeah. So it's a very interesting read. I'd be interesting, interested to hear his take on, like, game design now. Because... You know, he, he was an enthusiast. He got it. He got this job because he was having fun with stuff and like basically taught himself. Now, so many people go to school for game design, for coding and stuff, and they'll they'll take classes on how to 3D model. They take classes on how to design levels. Like my brother, when he went to school, he put pulled a lot of programming knowledge, but he did take some of these too. He got you know uh, crash courses in like Maya or Blender or whatever. Um, and that and that's so different now because you 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 come out of school with a degree for this. And it's like, but there's still probably hobby enthusiasts that are just like, oh yeah, I modded uh, Left 4 Dead 2 today because I was bored, so I made a level that looks really cool. And how how does that not guy compete with someone who's six figures in debt because he went to school and has a portfolio? I love dreams. Um, have you seen any of those uh, those dreams levels? No. The stuff people are making. Do you know what dreams is? No. Sorry. Um, you know what Little Big Planet is? Yes. So this is the new Little Big Planet for PS4. Oh, okay. The stuff people are modeling in this, it's really amazing. Um, some of it looks... <laughs> it's, it doesn't look like it was programmed with a PS4 controller on your PC at home. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, it's funny. I'm trying to find the game. There was an actual, like, finished project... I'm scrolling through these, and there's so many things now, because people are starting to really get into it. Oh, this isn't just 2D. This is 3D, huh? Yeah, this is 3D. Wow. Um. Oh, I think someone mentioned this today because they were talking about music, and there's like a really powerful like music editor in here because you can. It is like everything, right? To make a video game or a level, it's not just. So okay, I, I finally sent you the one where it's a it's a game where you play as like a cute Godzilla monster and destroy a city. Oh wow, that is a cute Godzilla monster. But it looks like a game. It like, really I, does. I want to just buy this on PS4. Yeah, this looks really, really well made. Yeah. And so it's interesting that we live in a world where somebody can make this in their bedroom on their PS4. Look at his big old chunky tail. Yeah, oh it's God. cute. It's really cute. But I love the like building destruction. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's like there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. It's kind of mesmerizing, and then the music's pretty fun. I imagine he did the music as well. 
Yeah, that's all in the game. That's crazy. It is crazy. So I kind of like watching stuff like this and then reading that Warcraft diary where it's like they had trouble making the the animations work because they they didn't understand yet how to do something like have the character swing his arms for the axe attack but not lock his legs because you could oh. run while swinging but then the legs would lock up yeah and it's like oh this is something we've never had to deal with before because in, in warcraft 3 the characters would stop when they attack and they never thought about it before and it's like oh we have to structure our animations completely different and they think of that like after there's a problem it's and, really funny to hear my brother talk about game design when we're you know he's working on like the engine and stuff for our next game and just how much forward thinking he has to do because he has to plan for the stuff we know we'll add and he has to plan for the things we don't know we'll add but maybe will when the time comes and it all has to fit together a lot of it is like lighting and collisions i think but you know if we want to if we want to add something like oh what if we decide to have a wall like this where you can climb it say like, okay well we have to make make that in the game so you can climb it like it is it is a just a daunting amount of like thought energy yeah and we're doing 2d stuff yet i can't imagine well we're gonna do some 3d stuff for like a, a part of it but uh the 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 character sprites and stuff will still be 2d and so that like almost makes things makes things a little easier i think because you don't have as you don't have to worry about that third access but i don't i don't know enough about it to be honest yeah, I, I, I have ideas for things. It's like, oh, I wish I could just make that game, and it's like I don't have the, I can't do that. I'm not gonna humor that. It is. Uh, it turns out really, really hard to do. So those global game jams are really fun because you're like, okay, we have to make a game in 48 hours, but we have to scale it back so much to make it doable in 48 hours. It generally means no 3D. So it's like, okay, what's a, a single room game we can make? Or if we're going to make a platform where we have to make one level, one really good level, but that's all we're going to have time for. How do you do it? And it, you know, it, it, the, the limitations kind of breed a lot of creativity and uh, gets you, you know, it, it lets you feel like you made a thing. And you did, but, you know, it doesn't have to be like this perfect giant sweeping Legend of Zelda, whatever. It can just be a, a shoot 'em up where you gain points until you die. I don't know. If you'd be interested in ever doing something like that, just like over the internet, you know, the next game jam, if we find what the theme is to just slice out a weekend and work on it. No, I kind of like that I, that stuff. I I like the idea. I, <laughs> it's frustrating when I have ideas that I can't articulate. Mm -hmm. And um, like I'm looking forward to getting this D&D game going. Because I have yeah. these stories, you know, like I was putting the map together and it's like, oh, there's so many things on this map that I can't wait to fill in, but we have to get there first. Sure. And it's like with D&D, &D, it's really easy because just use your imagination. And, and the, the wagon appears and he's he's a purple wagon. Look out. And it's a lot easier than actually like programming a sequence. Yeah. But there's other things where... um. I, well, so my uh, my friend finished his game, or he's working on it, but he put out a demo. Yeah, that looks really really solid too. It's pretty fun. I, did you try it? I didn't try it, but I watched a couple of videos. It is pretty fun. Um, but he asked me to put together a trailer for him because he can't edit videos, and so he okay. wants to give me footage, and then uh, he wants me to edit it into a trailer. And he gave me the music that he wants to use for the trailer, and I told him no. <laughs> 
and he he showed me like an example trailer. It's like, well, this game's really good, and this is the game that inspired me to do this one. So I want the trailer to look like this trailer. And he sent me that trailer, and I said no. <laughs> and he was like, he was starting to get kind of frustrated with me, and he was like, why don't you just do it? It's like this is super easy. And I told him like, this is a waste of time because uh, are you familiar with um, Devil Daggers? I am not. That's a cool name for a game, though. It's a super, like, high-energy, very frantic, panicky kind of game. It's super hard. It it is super... It's very, very, very good. But it's very, like... You get tense. You get adrenaline going. Jeez, all the videos for it are, like, 18 fucking minutes long. Yeah. Those are probably, like, entire runs. Oh, I see. So it's like a... It's kind of like a wave-based thing. like Doom. Yeah. So, the, the official trailer for Devil Daggers is like kind of it's just awful and it's very oh, really? slow and boring and like it drudges on and then the soundtrack playing is just like this ominous moaning where it's like and it goes on forever and i told him yeah devil daggers Dude, it takes is a... eight seconds for the the title card to go away yeah, that's so, awful. That should be like three seconds max. So I, I was telling them, yeah, Devil Daggers is a great game. That's the perfect game to inspire you to make something. I've never once sat through the entire trailer because it's awful. This is a and really then, bad trailer. And then what he told me was actually, now you mention it, yeah, I haven't either. And it's like, okay, so that you want me to model it after a trailer that you can't sit through? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> So I have to I have to figure out a different way to present this, because he he gave cool. me a soundtrack from the game, and he said he wanted to use this for the trailer, and it's like, oh I don't know if I have it here still, it's nothing like it does not sound like anything. <laughs> so your first bet is you're gonna need to find some music that fits whatever the the frantic pace of the game is. Well, that's the thing he he wants the game to feel like a horror game where things are coming after you, and so. The music isn't very high tempo or anything. Okay. Um, the soundtrack is more moody, and it's like you're in this trapped situation and you're doing the best you can with it. Sure. Which, for the game, that's the correct decision to make. But it's not like a great um, attention getter, and I feel like the trailer yeah, yeah. should be an attention getter. No, yeah, that makes sense. It's hard. That's hard to do to like find. It it is, and it's also like he was saying that he doesn't want to go back to his music guy and ask him to compose something more frantic that doesn't fit the game. Sure. But it's also like, is there something royalty free that you could like buy? Yeah. Um. Not. <laughs> it, it it's kind of lame to use royalty free music for your trailer, but like, look at options maybe. You know, if you want something with a lot of tempo, I can strip the vocals out of any of my songs, and he can use those. <laughs> uh, you know what? I might suggest that as an idea. Um, uh, not a problem with that. And I, I feel like, I feel like the third song has a. If you want the the intro has that that fast guitar, but then the really slow moody violin. Um, that might fit what he wants. You know what? <laughs> I just had this cool vision. How cool is it that your your album's being licensed out to promote a video game? It would be pretty pretty fucking rad. That's a that's kind of a enjoyable novelty. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I suggested it is to like for my own self interest, but also it might work, and he won't have to pay me. So yeah, let me actually. I'm gonna talk to him about that because he 
<laughs> it's kind of it's funny because he has these like great ideas and then he'll have like one really bad idea that could potentially ruin it <laughs> and he does this with everything like he his other game is a lot bigger and more ambitious but he wanted to do something that he could like get out and release sooner sure is this the same guy that was trying to make that like slime girl game that was walking around yeah that slime girl one and so it's really cute like he has the, the makings of something really cute but it's like he'll put so much programming effort into the shattering glass that the rest of the level does not look as good as the broken glass. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, well, you gotta, you have to balance it. So now you have to have like, you, like scuff up the walls or something, or you know, have particle effects when you slap stuff. Like you gotta do something more, because um, now the glass is the highlight of the whole level. So what you sent me, I'm guessing, is a track from the game. Yeah, that's what he wanted me to use for the trailer. This is a really interesting. It's a cool I sound. Call it, I don't want to call it music because it's not, but it's really interesting and ambient. And yeah, I'm trying to figure out how the guy made it because it's it's. There's a lot going on here. No, it's sonically. great. And again, while this is going on while you're playing, it's so it fits so well. Sure, it is perfect. It's just this like groaning on kind of. It's a little bit um, like digital kind of sounding without yeah. sounding techno. Yeah, it's perfect. It really is. Yeah. So I understand why his go-to was, we can just use this in the trailer. But it's like, I'm trying to picture the trailer actually having this. And I was like, no. It's, yeah, I don't think it would work, but it is a really well done, like, piece of, like, audio engineering. And, you know, kudos to, kudos to his sound guy, because that shit's really hard to do. Oh, he's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) But whatever, I don't know. Hey, good for him for making something, and people seem to like it. I know, like, oh yeah, uh, uh, leaderboard scores and stuff. Yeah, and actually, I've been seeing it like come up on Twitter. He'll he'll retweet things, and it's like, oh, people are actually getting engaged in this. Um, no, it's really cool. So good. That for part's him. really hard to do too, and it, I don't know how you do it other than like, there's a bit of a lightning in a bottle aspect, but you also need to have a product that people want to talk about. And it sounds like he's made one of those. One yeah, day, I, hope so. I will do that too. Hope it keeps going. Uh, so, okay, real quick. Um, people keep talking about that new Fire Emblem game that came out. Yeah, I keep hearing people mention that. There's, like, there's like houses in it, and I don't know what the fuck. Have you heard anyone talk about the gameplay? No. No, I no. have not. No, at all. I just assume it plays like a Fire Emblem game. So, they actually made a drastic change. Um, you know that, like, there's like a rock, paper, scissors element with the weapons? Yep. Like, they took that out weird like i no one has talked about the game uh, i was listening to the um castle super beast and they talked about fire emblem for i want to say half an hour and they spent the entire half hour just talking about like the dating options and the social aspect and i was i was legitimately googling is there combat in this game because <laughs> it did not come up once in their conversation <laughs> And, like, the uh, next week, they were talking about, oh, yeah, they took out the weapon triangle. I'm like, oh, okay, they did play it. Because it is, like, <laughs> it's 100% about the dating. Yeah, that's what... People keep talking about stuff that, like, I'm not interested in Fire Emblem because the last Fire Emblem game I played was really hard. And if the characters die, they stay dead. And I'm not all about that anymore. No, they took so that out. I'm not interested... They did? Really? They that's took like the that thing out. they had to Fire Emblem. No, they took that out, like, four games ago. You can just turn that off. Oh, that characters don't die anymore. Huh. Um, I sent you a good comic about this one. 
The last one I played was on the Game Boy Advance, so... Yeah, that was when it was still Fire Emblem. God, that game was hard. I, I almost, like, broke my GBA playing that. I'd punch it, I'd get so mad, and I was like, this thing, this thing's a tank. It doesn't die. So they got they got this awkward zombie comic where the, the Fire Emblem captain lady's there, and she's like, thanks for coming to the tea party. Uh, what what are your opinions on the history of Foldian politics? But then Dorothea looks bored, and she's like, mildly disinterested in the conversation so the main character has like a heart attack and then summons a time god to go back in time um to reverse her poor topic discussion i feel like if i had a time god and i could do that i wouldn't use it for that that's what this whole game is about it's literally just <laughs> like what what do you like a cake let's have a dessert party do you, you like flowers here i'll just give you 80 flowers I'll stand here for a while just handing you flowers until you like me. That seems fair. I don't think that would work, but, it, you know. Why don't they anyway. put this in Smash Brothers? The dating? Yeah, there should be a there should be a Fire Emblem character that's literally just, like, romance options. That would be really, really funny. I don't think the game would ever get, like, that meta and then, like, uh, self-depreciating, but... I I don't know. Did... Have you played the new hero? The... the, the... Dragon Quest character? Yeah, I kind of... That menu thing is actually a really cute gimmick. It's a cute gimmick. It turns out it's actually really hard to use, because if someone's in your face trying to kill you, and you're trying to read what four spells you have... Well, what you really do is just hit the first one every time. And it's basically much. the same as Game & Watch. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> I like the novelty that you could pick, theoretically. Um, There's a couple interesting ones. Like, I like the one spell that's just, like, return to home base, and you just, like... You fly away and then arrive in the middle of the stage. Yeah, that and one's it's like, nice. Wow, they actually put a lot of thought into these. Um, I've accidentally picked Kamikaze when I wasn't supposed to in Lost Games. Yeah, stuff like that'll so, happen. That's kind of funny. Like um, there was one where I was playing Joe and I was doing pretty well, and I, like we were each on our last life, but I, I had him on the ropes. And I was like, I just gotta get him like one more time. Hit like Dom B, picked like the top one, and all of a sudden I started detonating myself. I'm like, motherfucker. It's there's room to have fun <laughs> with that character, for sure. Yeah. Um the did you see that three DS game where like if you get the characters like affection level high enough, you can invite them to your quarters and like pet them? No, that sounds creepy. And you can like literally the touch screen on the DS, you can touch oh, them. Oh of course. Um have you seen the phone game where it's like you can collect all the girls and then summertime it's like collect them all in bikinis and it's like no, oh but I'm kind of disappointed and... I didn't think of that because I feel like I'd make a lot of money if I had thought of that. I mean that's that's what Fire Emblem is right now. That's too bad. Well, this didn't Fire Emblem kind of like introduce the 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 five hundred year old dragon thing like as a trope? They did not introduce that. <laughs> I know they had <laughs> J- one, though. J- yes, but Japan's been doing that in anime for a long time. I wonder what the trope namer for that is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to look that up. and I'm sure there's a help. name for it now. Is it 500 or is it 1,000? 1,000. TV tropes, really 700 years old. I don't think that's what I'm looking for, but... I don't know, that might be it. The problem with TV tropes is there's a lot of reading to do, and I don't want to have to stop and read a bunch of shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're on the on the show, but I've been I, I finished the Harry Potter books. Like I'm getting through them, and I like to go to TV tropes and skim through. 
Then I go to, like, uh, your mileage may vary, and those are kind of fun because it's people pointing out weird plot holes. And then I had one that I thought of where, like, the other, like in one of the books they're eating breakfast, and they mention that they're eating cornflakes. And I'm like, cornflakes isn't a fucking wizard thing. You sure? But why does why does Hogwarts have cornflakes? Because they're good. It's a breakfast staple. I had ketchup too, and I I, had, I took umbrage with that until my brother was like, you know, like ketchup is just like tomato based sauce, right? Like it's not actually a brand; it's also a type of sauce. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I feel like they probably have the name brand. Now, like the idea, of, like a house of going to like an IGA store and being like, Master Dumbledore says I have to buy the ketchup for the the kitchens. And then just like, what the fuck are you with your bad ears? <laughs> and you're wearing a pillowcase. This is wrong. Oh, they should have um, they should have like a wizard version of Heinz that has fifty eight flavors because the the fifty eighth one is um magic. Yeah. <laughs> is that three elves in a elves in a trench coat trying to put ketchup <laughs> for Hogwarts? Is like. A really funny idea to me, though. That that could be a good fanfic if someone got bored. Do you remember that Ren and Stimpy where they became lumberjacks? No, I never really watched that one cartoon much. Um. Oh, really? Yeah. I I feel like Ren and Stimpy is um is interesting because at the time it was very unique, but I feel like it informed so many impressionable young people that they all became animators on the internet, and now Ren and Stimpy feels like, well, I've seen that joke before. Yeah, that, that, that was an like Eagle Raptor cartoon. Is it? Yeah, that that one in Rocco's Modern Life I never watched much of when I was a kid, and I feel like I would appreciate both of them a lot more now, especially so, Rocco's Modern Life. So Rocco's funny because it didn't it didn't age. Like I have the complete series on disc, and I'm watching a couple of these, and like there's one where he gets his first credit card and he goes to the mall and just kind of like maxes it out, and then like the repo men come and take all his stuff, and it's like you know this is kind of not dissimilar from how things work now yeah it's still relatively modern um uh we should watch ryan and stimpy one of these days you know we haven't done a let's watch episode in a while maybe maybe we could find an episode somewhere and yeah watch that I mean, together and talk about the animation we mostly haven't done those because they're awful but i think we could we could talk through a ren and stimpy i think well i think legitimately the iCarly one we did was good yeah, that was a good one I feel like the some of the like the SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents ones were a bit hit or miss, and then the the Neil Breen ones are usually a bit hit or miss because it's you're just so fascinated by what weird shit's going on screen <laughs> that we don't talk. Yeah, we we should watch a Ren and Stimpy. Um, but my point with the the lumberjack episode was um, there's a part where like they're sent out to find a tree to cut down, and they spend the entire episode because they cannot find a tree. Because really? all, all they keep finding are forests. Oh, God. And it's kind of... It's sort of a clever joke, and it's sort of a stupid joke at the same time. No, oh, I fucking love that joke. That's brilliant. It's No, it's good. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a lot of good humor in Ren Stimpy. Some of it's a little weird for the sake of being weird, and some of it's just, like, gross or body horror. Like, uh, there's a yeah. lot of... There's a lot of stuff where, like, someone's... Te- like, the tooth will get ripped out... But there's like the little root and they like very slowly put like pliers on the root and then pinch it and then very slowly pull. And it's like trying to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I feel like we've the cartoons have kind of perfected that kind of body horror as they've gone on where it's it's still there, but it's not like trying to elicit that much of a reaction. It's just sort of or, like, oh, look, SpongeBob lost his teeth. 
Well, I don't know. My my go to was uh, when <laughs> they were moving furniture in Squidward's house, and they like oh, ripped and off he his, gets toenail. his toenail. Oh that god, was, that one's a bad one. That was Ren and Stimpy humor. Okay, yeah. But like Ren and Stimpy humor in like every episode versus that one SpongeBob. I think that's episode. one of the reasons why I never really watched it. Is I don't. When I was a kid, I definitely could not handle that. Like it would it would make yeah. me cringe too much. I was like, I can't watch I, this. This is freaking me out. Okay, my favorite Ren and Stimpy episode is the one where they make a cartoon. Because it was that sounds very, like it'd be a good time. Yeah, it was very meta, um, <laughs> and I, and, and you know me, I have this appreciation of uh, of art and animation, so I love when cartoons do an episode about making a cartoon. Like even as a child, those were always my favorite episodes. But oh what, sure, what I love is like basically Stimpy gets worked to death. <laughs> and then the end result is so garbage, and the plot is so incoherent. And it's like these like terrible pencil drawings of just like kind of circles overlapping, and it's like, hi, Poopy, let's go have a picnic, my hero. And they like go somewhere, and then they're like underwater, and it's like, wow, Poopy, this is a great picnic, my hero. <laughs> and it's just like it's so hard to watch to the end result, while there's just like cranky old jewish critic like producer guy watching the cartoon and like deciding the future if this is going to go somewhere or not and it's just (laughs) ah i like that i like that show let's let's do let's try that next week is we'll pick an episode of random stimpy to watch i'll have to see if i can find it somewhere it's gotta be i i know a a cartoon.ru site that we'll find it but we'll maybe we'll, we'll work we'll have to figure that out because I think that could be fun, and and if if the if that works well, but we don't get a full episode, we could switch to Rocco's. Are they both those like ten minute shorts, or are they actually full twenty minute episodes? Uh, I want to say Rocco's longer, but okay. I might be wrong. Um, but might I feel like wrong, I feel like we could watch a Ren and Stimpy or two because those are shorts. Okay, I'd yeah. probably just talk about animation after. I I think we could get something out of that, and I I would be really interested to go back to that series as an adult because I literally have not seen a full episode of that in like yeah. twenty years. And and one thing I like about Ren and Stimpy is that, um, like one of the things that kept that show so expensive, is that they don't recycle frames ever, and they also don't have like a model to adhere to, so the animators are always encouraged to be creative. So whenever there's like a shock reveal, it's like a new face. And the character scales are like off the wall because it doesn't matter. And there's like there's a lot of um, animation cells. Yeah, and it was um it was like a lot of work, but also a lot of uh, just like genuine artistry that doesn't always come across when it's like here's how Doug looks. Follow this specifically, and there's a reason you want the consistency. But Ren and Stimpy was an excuse to not be consistent, and I think that's why I liked it. Uh, before we close out, I had one more thing I want to talk about. Okay. Did you watch the new Star Wars trailer? Um, I inadvertently watched it because I watched something on Escapist magazine or whatever talk about it, and I, I was like, oh, I guess I'm seeing this. It was just a little teaser, anyways. But I have, I'm a little bummed out because it basically like confirms a leak that came out two months ago. What and was it, the leak? It, like the plot of the movie. Oh. And I was reading the plot that leaked. Like, this is so stupid and made up. There's there's no secret, you know, Star Star Destroyer base. 
with a bunch of Star Destroyers, like a whole fleet of them out in the galaxy. There's no evil C-3PO, and it's like, oh no, those things are in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, the evil C-3PO, have, that was a little weird. I'm just like, but why? <laughs> it's so... I, I, so I hope I'm wrong. I hope the I hope the leak is like coincidentally what the teaser looks like, but it really looks like the it looks legitimate now. So I want to say this is what disappoints me the most is that I realized a pattern with these three movies. Oh yeah, they're all chase movies. Oh yeah. The the first one was we got to find Luke. We got to find the Luke Skywalker. Where's the Luke? We got to find the Luke before the Empire does, and then the second one was like, like we got the, the the clock is ticking. We got to save the rebels. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking, and then this one is literally uh, we have to find the thing before the Empire does. We have to find it. We got to we got to get there before the Empire does. We're gonna race them there, and I didn't that didn't bother me with the first two, but if the third one ends up being that, that's what's gonna define the trilogy because that's gonna become the theme of all three movies. Yeah, and I don't like that more than I don't like Evil C three PO. No, that that's fair. That is totally fair. Cause like the chase part was like the worst part of the second movie. Cause it it felt like it's like why are you guys in lockstep for two and a half hours? And it just I, didn't. It was okay. I don't know. I, I didn't really. I I I want to reiterate. I don't dislike the chase elements in the first two movies. Okay. I just don't like the idea that if the third one is also that, that means that's the only story they could come up with. Is the the only way to make you feel tense is to have a clicking uh, a ticking clock. Yeah. And it, that feels like a crutch when you see it three times in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, you're playing your, your same hand, you know, multiple times in a row. Kind of. And it's like, I've seen this card trick before. So I, I deeply hope that that's not how this movie feels. Because other than that, I'll probably enjoy it. I like the, 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 the flippy lightsaber. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I like that too. Um, I don't... Honestly, I don't like that they're bringing Palpatine back. So I'm kind of already a little bit checked out. Um, I don't know if Evil Ray is like her shadow vision or if she actually becomes evil. But either way, it's like that's kind of what I thought was going to happen after I watched Seven. So I'm already bored with that concept because I've been thinking about it for the past four years. Sure. You know, it's like, eh, it'll probably be fun. I'm just a little. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the trailer should be exciting, and it's like I'm more excited about the Mandalorian right now. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to see cats, right? Like, and I know they come out the same day, so it's gonna be really hard for me. No, it's not. It's gonna be a really fun double feature. Yeah, I suppose. You can you can get shot at both viewings. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh, American. American's got a gun problem. It's funny. It is funny. Do we want a glad space to so get the fuck out of here? Um Oh no, what was my glad space? Do you have a glad space? My glad space is Shut up, shut up, shut up. I remember mine. It's um <laughs> So you know that that comic I love, he is a good boy? Yes. Well, you could call it, he is a good book now, because they're going to kickstart a book. Oh, cool. So if you want to get a paper copy of my favorite comic of last year, um, you can do that now. It, it did get funded. Um, Basically, you're just pre-ordering at this point. But I recommend you read it for free on the website, and if you liked it, you can throw a few bucks his way and collect some paper. So here's here's the question, is how did it end? Did, did it have a good ending? Uh, So... 
the, the I think the ending is very predictable. I think the final chapter like drags on a little bit longer than it has to, but that's not to say it was bad. Um, I think oh, it's I like not quite funded. It looks like it's halfway there. I thought it fully got funded. So it just opened up the Kickstarter and it says sixteen thousand and thirty-five. I thought that was like for a stretch goal or something. Oh, maybe. I well, I maybe I'm wrong. It. Maybe it's gonna die a slow death and everyone has to help right now. Well, you know, hey, everybody, you should maybe check the because I've read the first couple chunks of this uh, as a comic, and it's it's a, it's a very special kind of offensive humor, but it is funny. So. Oh, you're right. It's not funded yet, so I would be. I wonder if I just read a tweet wrong or something. Uh, Thirty-five bucks. That's not bad. I wonder how many pages it is. Oh, 444 pages for of art for 35 bucks. That's not bad at all. There's also um, uh, you get the book. I actually though I I went for the um, there's like a a step up somewhere where you, there's like a there's like a bonus bolt. Oh no, it's a stretch goal where there's like original um like concept art and other drawings and stuff. Sure. And he, this isn't his first book he's done either, so I'm pretty sure it'll reach. Yeah, I mean, he's halfway there with 21 days to go. That's a pretty good I mean, sign. I think it got to 10,000 on day one. Because um, this guy puts out this stuff. Like, he has yeah. a fan base. Um, so, anyways, I would be interested in this. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. I <laughs> I almost bought... Uh, he, has, he sells a beer koozie. Oh, yeah? Did you see the one where Crange has an out-of-body experience? I don't know if I made it that far in. Okay, I won't talk about it then. That sounds funny. It's just it's a picture of him sitting at the bar and he's wearing a crown that says Beer King. <laughs> and it's a very neat little koozie. And it's like, nice. man, if I actually used those, I would buy it. Yeah, I, I'll have to look into that. I, I have to wait a little bit before I buy something stupid that I don't need, though, because... Because you, you just did that. Yeah, I did. Oh God, I was at I was at my record store the other day, a comic store, and I was picking up a comic, and they had a a Goku figure, Dragon Ball Z figure, uh, the same line as a Piccolo one I have. I was like, "Fuck, I really want this, but I cannot justify spending fifty stupid dollars on this thing right now." And I'm hoping it's in next time I'm in the store, but I have a feeling that one's gonna go pretty fast. Yeah, it, it, it was a good figure. It comes with a bunch of different hands and heads and. So you can pose it, get him, get him Super Saiyan. Um, my my glad space if it's my turn now. Uh I'll allow it. Okay, real quick. Mine is a, a YouTube channel called Raffy A. He does uh, Photoshop tutorials. They're less tutorials and more of just kind of like quick speeds of him doing really interesting Photoshop projects. But he's got a really good eye for detail. He does a lot of really fantastical things: floating islands, waterfalls, and uh. Watching him put this stuff together is really, really neat because he gets all these pictures and shows them in the same file, and he's got to match the color, match the tones, match the the lighting, and uh, watching him work is like it. It's a, it gives me a really deep appreciation for how what you can do with Photoshop, but also like step by step, it's it's not that hard. Like each step, I see, I see him doing like, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could do that. So. It's it's a fun process of like watch someone so watching someone create something like a like a, a visual piece of art, but using pictures he does not own, right, and taking them and, and and really fucking with them into to something that's completely different than what they started. And the the tutorials are like fifteen minutes to half an hour depending on the project. So 
I I think it's a fun YouTube channel. I would I would recommend taking a peek at that one. What was that again? Uh, Raffy A R A F Y A. Raffy A, and that's on YouTube. Yep. And Photoshop is a program. Yes. All right. That's Raffy A. And uh, also go buy my or don't don't even buy it. Go download my album. It's free. Adnanum.bandcamp.com. <laughs> And there's a there's a link on the Facebook page, and, and if you look on Twitter, it's probably the top trending thing right now. Yeah, probably. So that just sounds click on like that. it's not a lie. And then real quick, did my structural engineer send me paperwork? No. God damn it, Dylan. Fuck. Up yours, Dylan. Go be a go be a Dylan pickle. You... You villain. Dylan the villain. Go choke on the cock you rode in on. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but seriously, he needs to get me that fucking tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to close on time. People are going to be pissed. Yay. No, that is like my fault. Fucking piece of shit. Banks. You should, okay. Dude, you should write a Dr. Seuss like children's book about buying a house. And it, like the whole book is about like adult problems that kids won't understand. But it's all very you know, fantastical. That could be really funny <laughs> if you illustrated it. That's a, that's the thing. It would be like a silly Dr. Seuss thing where it's like it's it's you know there's the it's the house on stilts, um and the and you have to buy it from Mr. Quilts, but you have to inspect the structural integrity of the of the floor and and then that the and like it just gets like really it trails off into paperwork, but it's all like fantastical and bouncy and weird looking, but it's like really boring and there's nothing actually going on. Dude, this idea is fucking brilliant. We need to hold on to this one. <laughs> I really, really like this idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, well, we have to workshop that at some point. Let's save it and then tell our our friendly, wonderful listeners to fuck off because I'm done. Yay. Good night, everybody. Bye.